episode 135. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Well, making his home in Los Angeles, California these days, but don't be fooled. We're hanging out with a man of the world. He's an internationally renowned world music artist, composer, educator, peace activist, and record producer. Graduating cum laude as a film scoring major at Berklee College of Music in Boston, he has continuously researched various ethnic musical traditions and spiritual paths worldwide, and his quest for the holy grail of knowledge and enlightenment has led him right to the front door of Dharmic evolution. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Yuval Ron. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single, is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. On the Dharmic Evolution today, man, we are stacking the cool today. We have Yaval Ron with some really interesting music. And you're in Israel, correct, Yaval? Uh, no, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, you're in Los Angeles right now. Okay. Yes. And, well, listen, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you. I love the title of your show. So many, you know what? I, I, it occurred to me, I'm finally coming out public over a year and a half later to say that I invented the word dharmic. And here's why. <laughs> I'm a bit of a yogi, right? And we all know the word dharma and what dharma is supposed to mean. So, yeah. so the actual idea for the show was to say, you know, my logo is that beautiful tree in the middle of with all these beautiful colors around and what we're supposed to do as, as human beings is supposed to aspire to do that. We start with a little tiny seed that's in the ground. You can't even see it. And little by little, year by year, we become more of what we're supposed to become. And right. that is an expression of our inner selves and, and all that we can be, as the Marines say. Um, yeah. Be all you can be. So aspiring to do that. So I thought Dharmic evolution is really something that 
we should all try to do, and musicians and songwriters and people of, of artistic um, uh, background can really relate to this. So tell me about you, your music. You got a lot of things going on. You're a, you're a film producer. You're a music producer. You write, you sing, you, you do everything pretty much. So where do, where do we start with you, Yuval? Well, 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 I can, I can, uh, I can start by telling you about uh, briefly about my childhood. I was born and raised in Israel, and I played electric guitar. I played rock music, jazz music, blues, classical guitar, and I went to the Israeli military to play my guitar for the military troops. I entertained the troops for for my service, and then uh, because I was really steeped into jazz music, I always dreamed about coming to America to study jazz at Berklee College of Music. Wow. Well, so I saw I, that on your resume. I can't believe that you did that. I mean, you've done a lot, man. So tell us about that so, growing up, man. That's wild. So, <laughs> so I... Um, uh, I grew up in a place where you can hear both Western music and Middle Eastern music. So on, on one day I may hear Jimi Hendrix and uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. A another day I may hear uh, Arabic music and Armenian prayers or Jewish prayers and um, yeah, music from the radio of Egypt coming through in Israel. And I would hear all those different sounds and that inspired me to start writing music for theater and dance. When I was very young, I was uh, 19 when I got my first job as a composer, composing for the theater in Israel. And when I came to Boston to study jazz in Berklee College of Music, I wanted to focus on writing music for films because I thought that composing music for theater, which I loved doing it back in Israel, I thought that that would be the same as writing music for films. So I majored in film music composition in Berklee College of Music, and that led me to compose music for uh, movies. Uh, it brought me to Los Angeles because of the movie business in Hollywood, and I, I ended up writing music for the Power Rangers, <clears throat> for Oliver Twist, for Helen of Troy, for uh, PBS, for... Uh, an Oscar-winning movie called West Bank Story, um, very, very different uh, TV series. And at the same time, I always uh, felt uh, a connection back to the place where I was born, when I, I was born in Israel. And I wanted to do something about bringing more understanding between the opposing people in the Middle East that always been fighting Jews and Arabs, Palestinians, Israelis, Muslim, Christian, Jews. So I decided to create an ensemble that bring the music of all those three traditions and have singers and drummers and woodwind players that come from both Muslim background, Christian background and Jewish background playing together. And so I created my ensemble called the Valron Ensemble and we start touring around the world uh, performing, recording, uh, doing a lot of residencies in schools, teaching people about the history of the music and demonstrating to people that we can work together, we can create harmony together if we collaborate, if we work together, there, there will be something that is greater than one, each, each little thing that one of us could do by themselves. 
So that is the message and the teaching that we try to spread around the world. And we've been lucky to be invited to play all over the world. We just came back from a tour, concert tour in Cuba, which was a fabulous uh, experience. Uh, we, we did a tour in February in the East Coast. We were in, in Boston, in Brandeis University, in Wellesley College, in Portland, Maine, in Washington, D.C. Uh, uh, we, we play for um, uh, the Dalai Lama when the Dalai Lama came to Seattle to do a big event in 2008. We were invited to the, the gala concert in Seattle. Uh, we were invited to Morocco by the King of Morocco in 2009 to give a concert in the festival there. And so we go around the world and we perform and, and teach about the music. Wow, I had no idea. We got kings, we got heads of state, we got different countries. You got it all going on here, man. I want to know about Berkeley. So how was that experience coming from Israel and you've been constructing all these songs and then you go to Berkeley? How was that experience and how did the interaction go with um, other students there, which is kind of like, you know, that's the school to go to for, if you're in America. Yes. And, it's, and yes. it certainly has reached beyond America. So how was that for you? Yes, it was a great experience. It, going to Berkeley in Boston, for me, was an opening to the world because 50% of the students are international students. Right. So not only I, I met a lot of American kids who came to Berkeley to study and I learned a lot from them. I made friends with people from all over the world, people from Sweden, from Egypt, from um, Japan, from every country in the world. And the, the most talented people from all the world coming to Boston to that school. And this, so, and this prepared you all these years to come and meet with James O'Connor on the Dharmic Evolution. <laughs> you see what happens to you? <laughs> yes, yes. You didn't this know is, this was going to happen. This was in your future. You didn't know no, it. No, <laughs> no. I had no expectations. Yeah, I'm uh, glad of that. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad we connected, James. And I'm a yogi too, so we share this love to yoga. Yeah, um, I've, been, I've been at it for over, uh, I think, 12 years now. Bikram, uh -huh. vinyasa, Fabulous. everything, man. It's so, yeah. it's so good. Hey, let's give everybody a slice. I want people to know all about you. So I'm going to play Erev. Am I saying it properly? Erev? Yes. Okay, yeah. so let's play that and see what this is all about. Here we go. Yuval Ron, check it out. Thank you. 
there we have Erev. So tell us about that story, Yaval. Okay. How did this come together? Uh, this song has a very interesting story, James. This song was an old love song from Israel. It was a huge hit in Europe in the 60s. It's an old song from the 60s. It came out in Israel, then it went to Germany, it went to England, it went to France, it went all over Europe and they translated it to all those different languages. People re-recorded it, they did covers. It was a huge hit in Germany, France, Norway, Iceland, everywhere, back in the 60s. And the song in the last 20 years started to die out. The young generation just doesn't care for that song. The old timers who loved it back in the 60s and 70s still like it, but the young generation don't care for that song. And the song starts to fade out from popular culture in Israel and around the world. And just at that time, a Muslim group in California, a mystical Sufi Muslim order, picked up that song and they stripped out, they took the melody from that Israeli song and they start singing it as a prayer for peace with only two words, Shalom Salam, which means, sal Salam means peace in Arabic and Shalom means peace in Hebrew. And right. this, this uh, Muslim group start teaching their followers in 50 different countries to sing this prayer for peace in the Middle East with those two words, using that Israeli song about love. And I found out about it, and I realized that all these Sufi Muslim people singing this song, and they have no idea that they're singing an Israeli song about love. They were not told. They well, just being told. Were you, you know? totally blown away when this happened? I mean, this must have yeah. been amazing because it kind of like it kind of like uh, fulfilled or um, you know it validated your gift to the world. Like like you know it died and then it came back. Are you kidding me? Right. That's right. really amazing. Yeah, that was it was amazing to me, and I wanted to make it known to the world. So what I did, I contacted the widow, or, or uh, the, the person who wrote the song died years ago. So the composer died, but I managed to locate his wife, his widow, back in Tel Aviv, in Israel, and I asked her permission to record the song with an abridged version. The first part is the way her husband wrote it originally as a love song in Hebrew. And I did got her permission. She was delighted to hear from me. She did. She delighted to hear about this vision to, to make this song for peace. And we recorded this song. And now, you know, people on YouTube are very fond of that song and sharing it. And it inspires a lot of people. That's awesome. So, so people can look people can look for it on. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me, tell me about when you go around the world. I mean, you tour, like, like you said, you're all over the place. Um, what are the more exciting venues that you play um, that really, really, you know, you feel like you're so at home with yeah. your band and your entourage? Yeah. Like, what are the yeah. best places for you? Well, oh, well, I'll tell you one thing that comes to mind is in 2005, the government of Korea, South Korea, contacted us and invited us to come to play a concert on the border with North Korea, right on the border. What they call it the, the DMZ, the right. Demilitarized Zone. Right. And they built a huge stage there, and they brought us from Los Angeles, and they brought artists from Africa and from Asia and from Europe and from America, from all six continents, and they made this festival of peace right on the border with North Korea 
And they invited an orchestra from North Korea to participate, but the North Korean didn't let the orchestra go through. But we, we were there and we drove on the road to the stage and we saw the North Korean soldiers on the other side. There's, there's like a, a shallow uh, river and on the border and the North Korean soldiers were holding their machine guns on the other side and they were nervous. They didn't know what is all that gathering, what is all that you know, noise going on. Right, right. And, and, and they put us on a big, big stage uh, that was built on a hill right overlooking the border. And we gave a concert for peace right there at the demilitarized zone in 2005. I bet you there was a lot of North Koreans sneaking up to the edge there to listen. <laughs> like, we don't get this ever, man. We're, this exactly. is like, we're, we're like let out of prison. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. They never heard anything like that. Yeah. And I don't even know if they have radio there. I mean, they're so under the thumb. They, they don't like, yeah. you know, it's just a different world really right you know? right right so and, um, and, and i was pleased that the south koreans who were in the audience uh who never heard my kind of music music from the middle east they were really taken by it and they they loved it although they never heard it before so that was a great great moment um another very memorable place uh i remember in poland you know my, my ensemble, my singer is Palestinian and I'm Israeli. And that's the whole point. That I'm bringing people together to do things together. Right. And, and I, uh, we performed in Poland in international uh, music. Uh, and it was in the university. And the audience was so warm and so loving. And it was packed with people in the university concert hall. And they kept clapping on rhythm and they wouldn't let us go and we we played an encore and and we we went back to the wing back to our changing rooms and we heard the audience standing and they kept clapping and they're clapping over there in rhythm you know they don't clap like that they they go into a groove and the whole audience clapping in a groove on on the beat together demanding that the artists come back and we went back we gave another encore and, and we went out off stage and they, they kept clapping. We did five encores there. It was really memorable. Did the promoter cover you for that? <laughs> and pay you extra? <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's got to be such validation. Yeah, like when you get yeah. that kind of warm, yeah. you know, feeling yeah. from somebody, you know, you know you're doing your thing, you know? Yeah. It's just so, yeah. so rewarding. Yeah. I think Yuval gets the Pulitzer Peace Prize. Imagine smuggling cool musical sounds through the airwaves. The North Korean government had no answer for this one. Right back to the interview after this. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. 
Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to MercyWorldWideMinistries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. So, so North Korea, that was North and South Korea, like on the border, that's got to be one that's going to go in the book, you know, that defined yeah. your life, you know. Tell yeah. me about tell me about some others. Um, any other well, things come to mind? Yeah, yeah. well, it, it was a really interesting situation in Morocco. We, we gave a concert at the uh, palace of the king of Morocco in, in the, they call it the Botanical Gardens, okay, which is kind of a museum now. Wow. It's a historic, historical botanical garden. And they have a huge oak tree, huge, huge. I mean, it's like a basket, it covers like a basketball court. It's a huge ancient tree. And they build a stage under the tree. And they had dignitaries, they had people from the government, they had tourists, they had people from the elites from Morocco, all in the concert. And the media was all there. It was part of an international festival. And they told me that right after the concert, they want to escort us to the green room and we have a, a press conference with CNN and, and uh, you know, the Radio France and Radio Italy and Radio Morocco. And, you know, all those r- reporters were there. Right. It was an international festival. And I said, okay, you know, after, after the concert, we're going right back to the green room. I told my musicians, uh, after the concert, don't spread around. We have a press conference with the media and we're all going back to the green room. And what happened is, right when we finished the concert, and it was, imagine, a, a big courtyard in Botanical Garden Museum setting. So it's kind of an outdoor concert, okay? Right. And we were, we were 10 musicians on the stage, and right when we finished the last song, there were, there were two security guards on the stage, but about six different reporters just came to the stage and grabbed us. I was, I was taken by the hand by the CNN reporters and another, another um, reporter took my singer and another reporter took my drummer. They basically tore us apart and they blew up the, the press conference. They couldn't wait. They, they, were, they were so, <laughs> they, they were so um, anxious to talk to us. They, they blew up the press conference and they, they, they took members of my ensemble to different corners of this big garden property and, and start interviewing us separately in different parts. So I was interviewed by CNN in one corner and, and my singer was interviewed by the Moroccan television in another corner. And the organizers of the festival just tr- tried to bring all the reporters together to the green room, to the press conference, to do it in an organized fashion. But the reporters refused. They just wanted to interview us immediately. It was, it was a chaotic scene. It was really amazing. I never experienced anything like that. You guys were like the Beatles. You it know, like the- it's just, yeah, in the 60s, you know, <laughs> let's get to Ringo quick, you know, exactly. I, I'll take you Val, you get the singer. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a scene like that. Yeah. And, you know, if people want to look it up, you can go on YouTube and type in um, uh, music as a universal language, Yuval Ron, and you're going to come, you're going to get that 
CNN story because the C CNN called that story music as a, a universal language. And you can see some of uh, those scenes and the interview and all that. Yeah, that's, and, and it truly is. I mean, it, it, def, it defies all uh, boundaries, borders, and imaginations and ages because, you know, I've said before on this show, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a young girl from Canada who was terribly talented, amazing talent, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. The next day, I had a gentleman from the Midwest and he was 61 or something. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't right. matter how old or how young you are, that music just, you know, it, it just transcends all yes. barriers, you know, which is a beautiful yes. thing, you know, to have. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love what you're doing, man. I love how you're bringing, you. you're bringing culture and religions of, uh, of various, um, you know, all the, all these different, you know, genres of religion and, and, you know, um, just, just ideas together in one place. It's really amazing. So when did you realize, um, that you're doing something really powerful? You must have had an epiphany and just said, well, you know what? I'm doing yeah. something that, you know, very few people are doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the first concert, the very first concert in 1999 in Los Angeles, um, people were up on their feet in the second half and were dancing. And, and the audience after the show told us that they wanted more. And, and the musicians told me that they would like to rehearse and to, to, to come together every week. That was the first concert, and I and I felt the power of this work right there, and it came again and again to me uh, as we've been touring around the world. Uh, people would come and tell me stories about how the music affected them. For example, there was a woman who lost her daughter. It was a very tragic loss, and the woman was a dancer, and she stopped dancing for three years, and then she came to our concerts. And, and in the concert, she resisted dancing when I, I invited people to dance, you know, because we always invite people to dance in right. our concerts, people dance in the aisles. Sometimes people come on stage even and dance, you know. Yeah. And, and this woman, the whole concert, she resisted. She was sitting there in the back resisting dancing because she, she was still mourning her daughter. And, and finally, at the end, she jumped to her feet and danced. And... And that was the thing that started her healing. And she came to me after the concert to tell me about that. And I wrote about it, this in my book. I, I published a book with stories from my path. It's called uh, Divine Attunement, Music as a Path to Wisdom. So I wrote a chapter about this story. Uh, you know, I, I have so many stories and anecdotes about the impact of music, how music impacted people. And that really, really rewarded us for all the hard work that we're doing and, and the intention. We have the intention, but you never know how it's going to affect people and how many people will be affected. But doing the work, being on stage, meeting communities, doing workshops, really validate that the intention that we had is, is a real one. It's, it's possible to inspire people with music. It's possible with music to elevate the spirits of people. And it's possible even to heal a broken heart with music. Yeah, it's I, I, it, it has incredible healing power, and I've heard it mm -hmm. over and over. I've heard it with um, MS patients. I've heard it with autism. Like yeah. people have these little miracles that happen through music, you know? So mm -hmm. it is uh, definitely a gift from God. I think it's time to play another track. Now, this one is called 
Yarab. Since can yeah. you set this up for us, please? Yeah. Yarab? Tell us yeah. about what is Yarab all about. Well, it's beautiful because you just said, uh, you know, that music is a gift from God, and this song is a praise song to God. Yarab means uh, the master of the universe, so it's a praise song to the master of the universe, and it says, um, uh, uh, it says that this is dedicated to the master of all the worlds, that he's the king of the universe, and uh, all comes from that source. That is one source for all things, all people, all the flowers, all the trees, everything that we have is coming from one source. So that's what See, I knew says. all about your song without even <laughs> hearing it. See how perceptive I am that God made me? So here we go. Let's play Yarab. Sat 
Yes, and God has spoken. All right. <laughs> so tell me about the sounds in that one. That was Yarab. So right. I'm hearing this uh, kind of sound, and l- let's see what you got there, Yaval. Right. What yeah, is this, this called? Is, this is the Saz. It's spelled S-A-Z. And Saz. it's a, 
saz. It, it's a it's a um, it's an old old instrument from Turkey. It's a Turkish long neck mandolin. You see, it's all handmade. Beautiful. Simon says it's a long neck mandolin. <laughs> I love that man. That's beautiful. What a and piece has, of art. It has uh, three strings, but they are double. Oh, okay. You see. Play, you play mainly the melody on the high string, but you add the low strings as a drone. With your hand, or you could you could nice. use a little, little pick. Some people play it with a little plastic pick. Yeah, nice man. Yeah. I love the look of it too. It's really, really yeah. beautiful instrument. Yeah. It's so so is that your main featured instrument? Do you like, or do you switch up no. a lot? Uh, my main instrument is the oud, which okay. is a, it's a Middle Eastern lute, and I double on the saz. But my main my main tool is the oud, and it's a. It sounds like a little bit like the guitar, but it's a, it has a deeper sound, a twangy sound, and it's really the, the grandfather of the guitar. It's right. like the Middle East. It's like the medieval uh, Renaissance troubadour mandolin that has a, a belly. Right. So those uh, uh, the instrument that I play is, is the is the earlier model from the Middle East that came to Spain in the eighth century. It came to Spain, and in Spain it became the lute which the troubadours use, and then it, it evolved into the guitar later on. Nice. I mean, it's almost like a, a beautiful piece of furniture, too, that thing. Yeah. The, the design yeah. on it's amazing. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. tell me what's what's next coming up for you, like in the next like couple of months. Yeah. What, are you, what are your plans? Studio, on the road again? What do you, what, what's uh, happening? No, I'm, I'm in the studio now uh, recording a new album for my ensemble, which is called Unity of the Heart. Wow, and Unity of the Heart. I love the title. Yeah. And we have a, a cover of the song Imagine by John Lennon on it in English, Hebrew, Arabic, and Spanish. And Three versions? Have, uh, in one song, we sing each. Oh, you each flip it. Okay, cool. Yeah, each verse in different language. Right. And, and then we have a cover of Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah, in Hebrew and Arabic and English. And we have eight songs from Middle Eastern style and... Uh, I'm going in two weeks. I'm flying to Jerusalem to record the Jerusalem Youth Choir singing. The whole choir is going to be singing on the choruses of those songs for the new album. Oh, man, I love it already. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can I'll, actually I'll, hear it. I can actually I'll, hear it. Sounds great. I'll send you a copy, James. I'm making a note right now. I would, love to, I would love to get my hands on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know when it's out. and Maybe we could do a little follow-up conversation then. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Great. Tell me, okay. as as we're starting to wind down already, this is this is going really really fast. Um, where can we access um, Yaval Ron? Where can we get your music? I mean, tell people where do, do you have a yeah. website or how do we yeah, how do we do this? Sure. Yeah, the best way is to go to yuvalronmusic.com. Okay. And it's spelled it's spelled Y U V A L R O N music.com. You can also get my music everywhere on iTunes, on Spotify, on uh, Amazon. It's all over. It's in 99 different online stores. 
Oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, we'll put all your, your connections in the show notes so people have links for everything. Uh, oh. And as you guys know, you'll hear all of this on iTunes and SoundCloud, too, to be published very, very soon. Hey, so um, so you're doing a lot of really wonderful things for the, the planet of Earth. You're bringing people together uh, like nobody else through the use of music. So powerful and um, so selfless of you. What do you think is the greatest thing you're looking forward to doing in this next year? Um, as you know, the world is getting smaller and smaller, and the and the problems are getting more and more complex and yes. um, challenging. So, what do you see as like the most, you know, the most dynamic thing that you can do with your music in the next twelve months? Well, I have a certain vision, a certain plan to try to focus on bringing opposites together because what we are seeing is that we see polarizing we see it in politics we see yeah. it around the world so in europe in the states in the middle east everywhere the the polarities take over so and people cannot agree anymore uh and i wanted to do some project on trying to f- bring tools for people on coming together from the opposite poles right and Reconciling is about reconciliation, uh, bringing opposites together uh, for the purpose of harmony. So that's one, one, one thing that is in development. But I have another project that is already out and running, and that is a nonprofit organization that I created called InspiredSoundInitiative.org. People can check it out. And that is about bringing the gift of music to children and communities that have no way to get it, Uh, underserved communities, uh, communities that do not get that kind of education for peace and harmony and unity through music. So we are working to raise money from grants and from donors to go to schools where there's bullying problems, to go to schools when there's violence, there's issues of violence, hate crimes, things like that, uh, very, very, very poor neighborhoods that breed radicalism of all kinds and use music to help the people in those places to develop themselves in a different way. It has saved many a life. Um, InspiredSoundInnovation.org. Uh, in, in, initiative, right? Oh, initiative. InspiredSoundInitiative.org, correct? Yes. Okay, go yes. there, folks. Please support. Yuval, thank you so much for okay. being a part of the Dharmic Evolution, man. You are doing some amazing work bringing people together through your gifts of music. And uh, may God bless you, my brother. Thank you, my friend James. I'm so glad we met and we will be in touch, I'm sure. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes 
CD Baby, Amazon, James Kevin O'Connor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Erev, Yarab, the musical sounds and stories of Yuval Ron. Imagine smuggling your music into North Korea. Had a great time hanging out with Yuval today. Lots of amazing stories and a pleasure to get to know all about him and his world. You can check out the Dharmic Evolution website now being downloaded and listened to in countries all around the world. And we are just beginning to crank things up because this week we just hit 65 countries. Right on, right on, right on, right on. Hey, go over to Dharmic Evolution Facebook community. If you have not been posting on there, what is going on? You should be. Lots of artists around the world are starting to post musical content on there, and we welcome you to do the same. Yes, and it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Hey, the agency website's up and running. No matter where you are in your career, we have packages to enhance and broadcast your global career today. Stop by and visit the site. Find out about all the awesome packages we have designed and developed to broadcast your global career. Hey, here's one for you. Do you need funding for your next album project? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Go over to the jamesoconneragency.com. Find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. You can also visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on the show, you are now on the site. Yuval is now on the site. And people from around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Yuval and his music and stories. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again... I'll either see on the socials or I'll see on TV. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find that freedom is simple state of mind So ride on, ride on Baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on We can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on Baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on We can unlock each other's destiny
that you never dreamed I'll take you places That were pictures in your mind I'll take you places Right on.